Okay, and welcome you all with love to Lost Arts Radio Show and uh, TV, obviously. And uh, Richard Sachs will be coming on soon. He's got some technical difficulties. Um, but we're here right now, and I just want to welcome you all with love. And uh, we're going to talk about an interesting topic lovers of life and haters of life. And we kind of take a look at what's happening in our society, and it's kind of a clue to that. So my name, is, as they say, is Dr. Gabriel Cuts, MD. MDH is Dr. Homeopathy. And my work is really about being a, a, a supporter of the soul, a doctor of the soul, um, so, or a holistic physician of the soul. That's kind of the idea, so it's pretty broad, okay? So I'll get started, but first I'm going to dance a little bit to get the spiritual joy going, which is key to getting the joy of your soul going. It actually, believe it or not, is a biblical teaching that says spiritual joy is what helps connect you to the divine. Okay.
Listen quietly for a moment. There we go. And we'll go into meditation just for a moment or two. Just focus on my eyes. Okay, so topic is, is kind of an interesting one. Lovers of life and haters of life. In a sense, people make a lot of decisions. They call it your skin, divisions. They call it your skin, your politics, your religious beliefs. All these things. There's another way to look at it, which is you know, those who love life and are life-affirming in their actions and those who really don't like life. They hate life. And that is a, uh, a way the world kind of gets dis- divided. You can say people who are nice and people who are not nice. And it doesn't care what your political party is, there's nice people and non-nice people. Now, that's a vague term, but there's an idea behind that, which is there are people who are just nice to be around. Okay? And then there are people who aren't fun to be around. And that is a way, in a sense, we start dividing the world. And it goes back to Torah times, they talk about, you know, good people and evil people. Because that's another example of that kind of division. Uh, it's just a whole way of being in the world. And uh, it doesn't depend on politics. It doesn't depend on your sexual orientation. It doesn't depend on any of that. It just depends on are you, you know, a person that's nice that wants to create a world of smiles or a person who wants to kind of negate life. And I don't want to make a, a complete uh, link between the two, but there is, in a sense, expanding that there's a demonic warfare against humanity. And <clears throat> there's a tendency among the people who are invaded demonically not to be such nice people. And so we kind of start looking at that and dividing it up in, in those ways. Um, and there's another way of, of kind of looking at when we forget the essence of our soul, okay, everything becomes confused and in doubt. And we can look today and see that there's many people who have forgotten the essence of their soul. And are acting in pretty confused and, uh, and often violent ways. What's the solution? Returning to the true self. 
they're returning to the root of, of our soul, returning to God. Those are real solutions. Um, and it's, it's easy in a way. Um, you just turn and go that way. The, the beauty, uh, at least in the Torah teachings, is, is that uh, God says, you know, take a step to me, I'll, I'll take a leap towards you. In other words, the divine is always open for us to rebuild our connection to God. All we have to t- do, in a sense, is take a look at the thought form that made us choose to be separated from God, made us choose to act in a way that was separated, and um, commit to changing our way. Now, it's simple, but obviously if you're that simple, everybody would do it. It's not so simple to give up your egoic position, okay? And, and that's kind of a, a struggle. And it's a struggle all the way to, you know, I'm going to say the top. Um, you know, we have the globalists. And, and they, you know, from the best I can tell, they're trying to destroy humanity. And they're pretty overt about it. I don't think it's a, 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 a subtle a concept. I think we're talking about an effort to destroy or humanity for their particular egocentric needs. So that's kind of real. And and then they want to enslave you. Um, And one of the things we see is, is that, as George Orwell talked about in 1984, you know, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes, ears, and uh, and of your common sense. Reject that. And that was their most essential command. Meaning, don't look at reality, don't look at your soul, ignore everything. You just follow what they tell you. So those are, the, you know, the deep issues that go on. So what are these timeless truths, you know, that, that keep us from getting sucked in to the play of the demonic globalist, okay? Timeless truth number one, God's real. It really is true. And however you want to say it, there's a creative, intelligent, supraconscious force that transcends and creates the cosmos and gives purpose to our existence. Now, this is very important. From the mechanistic point of view, mechanistic, you got what I'm saying? Uh, no soul, the globe will say, well, AI is going to replace humanity. No problem. We just all these people have to die. But that's a mechanistic, soulless point of view. Now, if you look at the Darwinian uh, false, provenly false concept, I'm not going to go into the whole proof. Maybe we'll do that in another show. Survival of the fittest, we see that that's based on that concept. 
And a lot of the globalist people liked it a lot. And then there was this uh, Russian Platonkin said that, that really the evidence points to what progressed humanity was not survival of the fittest, but cooperation among humanity to create a bigger step forward. We can make a strong case for that. So uh, I, I think it was Marx in 1850, not Marx, um, well, close to Marx. Um, but the, uh, the survival of the fittest kind of concept was in about 1859, okay? And the uh, Kotemkin, I'm not pronouncing it right, was in about 1901, by 50 years later, and he, he, he makes a very good study of, of how people, what, what progresses humanity is, is the collective consciousness expanding uh, and, and going further. So that was a, a pretty big difference than the survival of the fittest thesis. Later work has also sh- disproven the survival of the fittest uh, evolutionary picture. And we won't go into it, but there's a lot of good evidence now that that uh, shows that that isn't the way it works. So it's been disproven. So that just adds the point I'm making, okay? That there is a God, it isn't mechanistic. Now, when you take a look at the globalist AI thing, they're basically saying humans don't have souls. And that is really the survival of the fittest kind of thing. You're just an animal, and the strongest animal wins. Okay, and so those are, I think, a really important thing to understand is that that's still happening with the AI, the people who are doing it, the global thinkers. They're saying, we're the smartest, we can control everybody as much animals. The other message is, no, we're all given a soul, and we all have a purpose in this planet. You know, generally, everyone has an evolutionary purpose to wake up spiritually and reconnect with God. And that's your general purpose, and then we have our individual purposes as well. You know, we all have a gift that we give. So that's directly contrary to the materialistic thinking which basically says humans are useless, they have no soul, we can replace them with computers, which also don't have souls. So that's uh, a very important thing. And then God and nature have created all the medicine you need. So all the medicine we need, the cures for everything, you know, is in the food we eat, and the herbs that are given to us. Um, the other thing is they've created a crisis around energy, where, but in reality, we have un- uh, research shows we have unlimited free energy available now. And some people feel it's been available since the 30s. So it's, it's again, it's like, oh, another big lie. Now, we also need to know we're not the first advanced civilization on the planet, and unfortunately, most of those civilizations destroyed each other, destroyed themselves. We're on track to do that, but we don't have to do that, okay? Um, 
Now, I think it's coming out pretty clearly that those people in power around the world are involved satanically in a, in a, and are empowered satanically and gain satanic powers from their uh, uh, child sacrifice, which is pretty purely evil, and people are becoming aware there's a you know, lots of lots and lots of children disappearing and never being found and they're being absorbed into the child sacrifice, child uh, torture uh, realms of the black occult, which is how they gain power. You know, so it just keeps going on and on, uh, including, you know, let's inject people with these deadly bioweapons and see what happens. Uh, there's not a scarcity of resources. That's another myth that's going on. Um, Food-wise, if everyone were vegan, we'd have enough people to feed the world seven times over. So that's seven times, what, nine billion people? That's 63 billion people. And the thing they leave out... <clears throat> And that's also what the survival of the fittest picture is, is that humanity has the ability to make a jump in evolution, which is people working together, creating a higher level of consciousness, which creates a higher level of function so that we're never just in that survival of the fittest uh, thing because there's abundance for everyone. Um, now, Making it worse is the media, the, the straight media, is always pushing hate because it's the lowest frequency. Okay? And distracts our consciousness from the higher thoughts, higher consciousness, and the higher collective oneness that we're meant to be, and which we are to a certain extent. And another point is the food supply is deliberately poisoned, contaminated, uh, and that affects people's mental consciousness. That's why we recommend, you know, all organic food at the, you know, at the least, okay? Uh, and then this whole thing about CO2 in the atmosphere, it is lower now than it was thousands of years ago. It's carbon dioxide, and we need carbon dioxide for food. The plants need carbon dioxide to make food, to make chlorophyll. And so that's another thing. Uh, and they're going to somehow block carbon dioxide. I mean, it's so upside down, but it does uh, make me aware that, that people haven't forgotten the basic science. And one of the basic science is CO2 is essential for life. Okay, uh, and the monetary uh, system is rigged. Okay, so part of this way of seeing it, survival of the fittest way of seeing it, is in a sense um, humans are commodities. That can be bought and sold. It isn't. It isn't a soul. And I think that's 
probably the biggest uh, piece of, of information or understanding uh, is again about forgetting the essence of, of our soul. And so now what do we do with all that? One of the things we do with it is begin to just see the picture. And again, I don't divide it by politics. You know, people, some Republicans, oh, I don't know any good Democrats, some Democrats don't know any good Republicans, but that's not the point. There's good people in all the pieces. You know, there, there are people who, who are, are, are trying to, to create life and, and love. And, uh, there may be more or less in different groups, but they're there. So we go back to people saying yes to life or no to life. And the no to life people are, are people who have in a sense lost uh, a sense of hope as well. And so um, these are the, the, the things when I talk about lovers of life and, and haters of life. Um, People are making decisions of how they're choosing to live. And once you can understand, you can choose to be a lover of life or hater of life, it empowers you. And we stop becoming confused and we're in a position of kind of elevating all humanity. I'm going to stop for a second and see if Richard is on. Uh, Doug, can you let me know if Richard's in the room? Apparently I'm being on the point. Good. Well, good timing. Yeah, so I, I didn't miss everything. I'm listening to you. Okay. So I just wanted to bring you into that discussion. Lovers of life, haters of life, and how we break the world down, not by your politics uh, or your sex or your gender beliefs, but are you a lover of life or a hater of life? It's a different way of dividing it. Right. And I think there's an important point to make between those two groups and, and that's that we've been trained to think that our group is good and the other group is bad and if you if you look at haters of life thinking of them as intrinsically bad and needing to be punished and destroyed that's a different level a different attitude than looking at them as needing to be waked up right it makes a massive difference and we've been in a loop for tens of thousands of years or maybe more each side trying to kill the other side and thinking that valor is mass murder of the bad guys. And I'm saying there's a higher level, which you're exemplifying in the world peace meditation effort. And that is the bad guys are sleeping. Wake them up. That's, that's a whole different universe. And it, it re results in beauty, not just continual hoping for victory by killing. Real different. Yes, and it's a whole way of thinking of how you operate in the world because we're talking about operating in a more transformative way. Yeah, completely. That evil is a temporary illusion and that good is the only permanent reality. And that if we can merge into that, which means wake up to who we are, not mindless, mind-controlled zombies that are, can't do anything but get back to our original state, then um, 
there's no problem with evil because good is so much stronger. Light is infinitely more powerful and it transforms everything. And so because of that, our job is really not, you know, we have to defend ourselves. And I think the right to do that is critical to maintain, but it's not the ultimate solution. Ultimately, we need to wake up and become who we are, as you've named some of the previous shows. And by doing that, you don't just feel better. You become a channel for that power of light to flow through you. And that's what we're after, seems to me. So when you, when you look at the, the theory that was created, you know, of, of uh, survival of the fittest, Right. It, it actually creates a picture of human as being no different than an animal. What did and they say? Do unto others before they do unto you so that you win. Yeah. And this the Plotinka, uh person in Russia actually pointed out that animals also work cooperatively. You know, and you point to the ch- chimpanzees and there's a lot more cooperation in nature than it appears. And that's part of the problem with the Darwinian theory. And I say the word theory because it's not built on the natural cooperation among humans. That is true throughout creation and also in animals. That's true throughout creation. So it's a very important thing break away from the Darwinian theory which justifies survival of the fittest mentality which is kind of what's been running the show for the global elitist because they don't allow us the, the, the importance of the human soul into the discussion right they assume that uh, it's proven that humans have no potential that we're weak and stupid and deserve to be controlled and destroyed and it attracts a lot of people into following evil because of that survival of the fittest. You know, the evil rulers are saying, look, we can just kill everybody. We're the best. And they're missing the main part of the whole picture. Right. And they pay a price for that as well. But that's exactly the point. And so they get these people up there thinking they're so smart and they don't even see the bigger picture at all. They're still thinking in an 1850s mode of a Darwinian uh, psychology and a Darwinian evolutionary theory, which has just simply been disproven. Right. It goes along with the idea that creation just happened because the right genes happened to line up by chance. Right. Rather than it's part of the evolution of consciousness that has been set forth on the planet. It's all going to be theories until we actually can put it into practice. Right. Except, except we ha- we have to put it into practice now. It's yeah, yeah. I'm not saying to wait. Right. That's the point. We don't know how much time we have, but it's limited and short. <sighs> I don't. I don't know, but it. You know, 
it, it would amaze me if the psychotic forces went out and we do a, a nuclear war. Um, I just don't think that's going to happen, but uh, hard to say, but that's how I see it. Uh, in America, the forces of our rulers seem pretty desperate at this point because they're, they're in the process of being exposed which they feel like they have to do something more severe in, in response to them. Yeah. Not sure what it will be. Uh, well, from that point of view, they've already been exposed, but that's a different kind of level. But, uh, what matters is the soul of the people only. What matters is the soul of the police, of the soldiers, of the common folk, awakening. Right. Uh, and even though the people in power are temporarily in control, if they don't awaken it, it the people can overcome that. That's right. And they cannot carry out the orders. Right. And the whole phenomenon of just following orders which is applying to almost everybody in some way that doesn't have to be followed yeah I'd love to see an interview of the, the police who turned people back with the fires going in Hawaii what, what did they feel knowing they killed thousands of people by not letting them escape Oh, I'm following orders. I mean, I, I don't know what goes on at that level. Which level? The enforcement level? Law enforcement? Yeah, they wouldn't let people get out of there. They said, turn back. Our orders to keep you, not letting you get out. Right. They, they were follow, following orders, even if right. the orders were to commit murder. Right. And I'm saying, what are they reflecting on now? I'm not sure what you're asking. Well, I'm saying some of those people may have second thoughts about what they created by following orders. Oh, absolutely. It's only a question of when. At some point, conscience wakes up and asks the question. And that right. can be a hard experience. Right. So it's... But I present these questions to everyone because... We Every one of us and every person listening has to ask the question, am I a lover of life or am I a hater of life? And I connected to the divine or do I not, am I not interested? That's right. So I guess people would want to know, all right, if you want to become a lover of life to open up your own real self and your actual potential consciousness. If things are really hard around you, what's the best way to do it? Right. And the best way to do it is called do it. In other words, don't look for a reason, just do it do because it. it's the right thing to do. Right. In the 60s, we had that saying, you know, just do it. Yeah. It's a slogan of a famous shoe company, too, at this point. 
So the, this is really what we're talking about, is that we willing just to do it. Now, I'm going to qualify that because we can be inspired to do anything. I'm saying do it, but it needs to be aligned with the Ten Speakings, the Ten Commandments, as they're known, the basic moral and ethics of the last 10,000 years. There has to be some alignment there. You can't just do it because you feel that way. You know, that's a really interesting point that you could probably do a whole series of shows on. Because some people say, well, you just follow what is traditionally expected, not what you feel. And that can actually help you or that can lead you in really nasty directions. Because people have thought that they were following what was traditionally acceptable by killing all the people that disagreed with them. Everything from the Salem witch trials to, you know, all kinds of things in history. And they were following what they thought was written. And the people who were in those situations who were saying, wait, there's something wrong with killing the witches, you know, who are actually herbalist women. And yet they were following what they thought were the rules. So how do you differentiate when the rules are being interpreted correctly and when they're being used as an excuse for murder? Because that happens all the time. So there, you're a policeman standing at the thing. There's a raging fire behind you, and people are trying to escape. Right. You see that if you say you can't go, you're going to get burned up. You're committing murder. Yeah. So that's why I mentioned the 10 speaking, because the basic outline of morals and ethics, that is a guideline. That's a minimum guideline. And that's the point I'm making is it, it, it gives you, an, you have to be in alignment with, with that kind of level. The basics uh, like don't murder and don't steal and don't do right. things like yeah. and, and that. And so from that there, that has you, to be. you want to take that and develop it further because you're going to come up in situations that aren't specifically written about. And you're going to need to know what to do. Yeah, and the thing I add is your inner sense of self based on being in contact with the inner self, which is a reflection of the God self. I think that's really critical, you know, because most of the day-to-day situations are not specifically spelled out in rules that you can turn to. And you're going to have to know on the spur of the moment, not by some crazy feeling, but by the feeling something internal connection that you just referred to is saying yes or no. And that's incredibly essential to life. So we have these, you know, historical programs you know, thousands of years old that affect our consciousness. And when we go against it, we know that also. Yeah. And that's a little bit why we get kind of crazy looking behavior in our environment now because people are, are, are breaking those laws and they, and they have to go into a crazy mode to be able to somehow jump over it or justify it. You follow what I'm saying? Right. It's subtle, but not that subtle. It's sort of like what I couldn't hear you. It's subtle, but not that subtle. 
Yes. And things are either in alignment with love or they're in alignment with fear. Generally not both. Right. Now we're talking about peace and oneness. You know, uh, I, I don't necessarily want to give examples because there's a common sense that has to be here, you know, uh, of, of where people are acting overtly evil and thinking it's cool or, you know, uh, marching down the street, we're coming for you kids, you know, it's like, what are you talking about? What do you think kind of response that's going to give? You're going to try scare people and create fear in them? And then you wonder why people don't like it? I think, I think a lot of the people that get sucked into following darkness and evil are thinking that they're doing it because the belief in good is just a superstition. And it's really the strongest that wins. And they're going to join the strongest side so they can beat everybody else. It's kind of a superficial understanding. Could be. Very unconscious. It could be that they're empowered by the darkness. I th yeah. Yeah, especially at the higher levels. Yeah. There's something stronger. Letting that in. A lot of those people could defect. Change the whole situation. And some are. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's some really good signs. Yeah, I have, I have no doubt in my mind that the energy is changing and yeah. moving away from that societal destructive into creating a new level of positive consciousness. I see that. The woke is... is but it's losing its power. And uh, you kind of look at the different movie stars that are moving away, you know, not that they're a symbol, but they kind of reflect something. And I think wokeness is fading. It hasn't faded out, but it's fading. And being true to yourself and true to the basic principles of creation is coming more into power again. Yeah, I see that too. And I'd like the transition to be as smooth as possible. Yeah, I, I won't guarantee that. Mm -hmm. No. But the energy that you're talking about sharing in the World Peace Meditation would help in that direction. Exactly. That's why we do it. We have the world peace. We have the peace 21. It's all about changing the, the conscious and thought form in the planet, planetary thought form more towards a, to, to a consciousness of peace. What's the next program coming up that you're doing? Well, we just finished, we just finished peace. 21. And, uh, we have our daily, our weekly program, which is every Sunday at 6.15, worldpeacemeditation.net. That's the main one. It's every week. Um, I am going to New Zealand for two weeks. We are going to keep that program going. 
It means I have to wake up a little early in the morning. <laughs> but that's the way it is, because New Zealand's quite a few hours away. It's, it's, uh, it's where the f- sun first rises. So Long trip. Yeah, we're leaving Thursday. So, um, which brings me to a, a point of uh, the next two weeks, whether uh, I will be able to participate or not. I have to figure out the time zones. Uh, let me just see. If Doug, you're pretty good at time zones there. Okay, let me listen. Auckland. Ten hours ahead. And what what day are you doing that? Well, I'm leaving. So this week. Yeah. So on Sunday, ten hours ahead. It's ten where I am in Israel and Oakland. It's eight a.m. Oh, that I could do that. So we we could still be here. Yeah, we could still do that. Okay, and maybe the computer system will actually let me come in on time next time. Okay, but that's cool. That's going to work. Yeah, I just eight in the morning. Very good. Okay, excellent. So why don't you give a wrap up of what you've been talking about, and we'll sign off for today. Yeah. So what, what I started by saying is, is that instead of dividing life into the color of your skin or your political party or your religious belief systems, uh, it perhaps more, is more accurately divided into people uh, who, who want to do good and, you know, it divides into good and evil, and people who are committed to acting in kind of evil ways in society. And they could be part of the same party and part of the same religion. And so it's a different way of seeing it. People who want to create and bring love, and people who want to bring division. And that is a way that perhaps is a more accurate way of seeing how society is working. Uh, so that's my point. Uh, and so we need to, to listen to people and understand really where they're coming from, not just their beliefs. I believe in this and you believe in that, but who are they? It's the quality of their character, as Martin Luther King talked about. That that becomes a more important way of understanding what's happening between people. And, of course, the other side of that is that we want to be people of good character and emphasize those qualities. So I bless everybody that we all move towards a higher quality of character as we bring that energy into the world. And in doing so, create uh, peace uh, personally, family, and in uh Really, the whole community. A whole. Amen. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you.
I was able to catch most of what Dr. Cousins talked about listening on the phone, but uh, hopefully get in on time next time. Um, thanks for being here for the inspiring conversation. And um, it's not just ideas. There, there's a, a leap that has to be made between ideas and practice. And that, that's one of the main themes that we talked about. Um, not going along with this division between black and white and rich and poor and old and young and um, left and right and all these things, but looking, you know, who, it, who is it that you're dealing with? You look into their eyes and get a feel the more open you are for who, who they really are, who their character is, who's underneath there. And ideally, as you get more aware yourself, you look deeper into the person that you're dealing with and uh, you see spirit and that we need to bring out and the best way to bring it out is bring it out in yourself and then you have that impact on everybody else and I get reminded a lot lately that it's much easier to do that if you take care of your physical existence and your physical body as well as you can you know Dr. Cousins was talking about um, the benefits of not eating meat which I personally I choose not to eat meat I don't want to kill animals and aware of the health aspects and all that um, but there's a difference between choosing that for ourselves in a spirit of freedom and being ordered by the UN what we're going to consume and what we're going to wear and money that we're going to make and who we're going to buy and sell with and all that. That has to be all completely rejected and not complied with. And then you make the best choices because they're coming from inside you. Completely different experience. And it's really an important time right now especially considering what's going on in the outside world and what many of us are going through. To get in touch with who you are, you know, there's, as David Icke and other people have said, that unlimited, infinite love, which people call God, is the only reality. Everything else is illusion, or I would say uh, distraction from the reality. So it's not that like the distractions aren't important. They are. It's called your physical life and how you do it. Dr. Cousins was just talking about you want to do all your actions and your interactions and your words in alignment with higher principles. Not only what you memorize, but get in touch with where they're coming from so that in new situations you know what to do. Transform how you're living, and that comes from how you're feeling. So take care of your physical body so that it's easier to do that. And then everything that you broadcast will help uplift the world. And that's, I think, the point of Dr. Cousins' project of World Peace Meditation. Once a week is important, but all the time in between is even more important. What meditation are you doing 24 hours a day, which means where's your attention? What, are you, what you're praying for is what you care about, what your attention is focused on. What's in the back of your mind? Where's your emotional state? And to become conscious of that, is part of this process of waking up. You know, the whole idea of waking up could be talked about for a long time. And many of us have learned earlier that waking up means you become aware of all, you know, all the bad things that are going on in the world, who's behind them, what the power structure is doing. But that's not what we're talking about. Waking up means becoming self-aware. That's a platform from which you can find out where you came from and get in touch with that.
and affect other people in a good way. So I think one of the early Christian saints, Augustine, Catholic saint, said you should pray all the time. But what he may not have realized or been looking at is that we are praying all the time. It's just what are you praying for? You know, where, where is your attention? And it's not just a scattered thought that does nothing. It's really powerful. And the whole state of the world is affected by it. So become aware of where your attention is. Bring it into what you want to spread to the whole world. And it'll be shared automatically. Let it flow through you. We can still have time to turn this around in the most peaceful way possible. So I agree with Dr. Cousins. Let's do that. And um, you're the key part of it. We're waiting on you. And you're waiting on us. And let's do it together. Thanks for being here. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Hey, peace be with you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.